Do you like to hear the word no? Did you just answer no? I like to hear the word yes. I mean, hearing the word no, it can give us this visceral gut reaction. Even back as a teenager, hey, can, can I go to the mall with my friends? No. It's still, I've, I've got flashbacks. Uh, or try this one. Hey, will you be my girlfriend? No. I heard that one a lot. <laughs> when, we, when we ask our boss for a raise, the last thing we want to hear is the word no. We want to be our own boss. Um, titling this talk, Who's the Boss? Yes, and it is an ode to Tony Danza, but I want us to stop having our negative emotions being the boss of us. They're not the boss of us. I remember when I was um, doing my internship for ministry, uh, my supervisor said, Mike, you'll always have a boss if you need one. I think out of my nine weeks there, that's the one idea that I, that I absorbed from that. Because especially as a 19, 20-year-old guy, I wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want someone else tell me what to do. And I thought, okay, uh, I'm, I'm not going to act like an intern. I'm going to act like someone who has initiative. Because uh, if I start practicing this now, maybe someday I won't have a boss and I'll have Autonomy, like that word, right? Autonomy, that's the American dream. You do what you wanna do. You, you go where you wanna go and when you wanna do it. And hopefully, if you have autonomy, you have enough money to pay for it and, and enough money to go pay for it in case you ever get caught. You know, you say to yourself, once I call the shots, I'm gonna call all the right shots when I'm the boss. But this is why people blow it. And the news and social media is filled with these juicy tales of people who were the boss, they were able to call the shots, and they got into trouble. They made wrong choices. Maybe they thought no one would ever find out. Maybe they thought, I'm so powerful and rich, I can just do whatever I want. And when people blow it, if we're honest, we love reading those details. And as we're reading people's fall from grace, maybe they're a politician or a movie star or in business, or unfortunately, maybe they're leading a church. We read these stories and say, this, this isn't me. I, I, I would never do that if I were in their position. And the darkest part of us, when we read those, those painful parts of people's stories, uh, we say, yeah, I'm glad they, they got pulled down a peg or two. Now, most of us won't mess up as publicly like celebrities and famous people do, but we do get into trouble. And you and I don't get into trouble because we won't take advice. You and I get into trouble because we take our own advice. When we want to be the boss and we give, we give ourselves the advice and it's bad advice, we say yes to that because we don't want to hear no from somebody else. So over the next couple minutes, I want to invite you to, to open your Bibles and let's take a look at how to say no to the emotions that compete for control of our lives. And most of us, once we reach the age of 30-ish, hopefully 40, we learn to filter our behavior a little bit. And it's, it's exponential after middle school. You know, you have to learn how to filter your behavior to get a job, to get a date, to have friends. We learn how to monitor what we say, 
how we act. Some of us have to learn how to monitor our face, play our cards a little closer to the chest, and not let negative emotions or 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 opinions that would be unpopular. We don't just blurt those out all the time. So we monitor ourselves. And Jesus invites us to take that monitoring to a whole new level. A whole new level beyond being socially acceptable or emotionally intelligent. And if what Jesus says is true, then it means all of us have some work to do. And we're going to discover and identify those bad impulses that rise up within us and can eventually control our lives. So I want to give you a little bit of background on this author. His name's Matthew. He would have been wealthy because the text tells us that he was a tax collector. Probably so wealthy that, that he would have had enough money to pay people to write down these accounts that he had of and his experiences with Jesus. And he was wealthy because he sold out his own people to the Roman Empire. He was, he was taking money from his own people, taking extra for himself, and skimming some off the top so he could get rich, and then giving his own people's money to the Roman Empire. And he would have been a social pariah. Tax collectors were not liked in Jewish cultures, especially when the tax collector was Jewish. And the crazy thing is, Jesus invited him to come along anyway. So. Uh, a lot of us who've grown up in the church, that may be a little bit of a refresher to you, but I want you to hear, hear this text. If you're new to the faith or you're just checking this out, hear it through that lens. Like here is someone who was an outsider documenting uh, what Jesus had to say about negative emotions. So let's pick up in chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Now, a couple of years ago, I would have said, oh my goodness, that's such a horrible sin. You don't wash your hands before we eat. But now we've survived in a pandemic phase for a couple of years. So now I'm thinking, holy cow, they didn't wash their hands before they eat. What in the world was wrong with them? Well, let's take this back into an ancient mindset, first century Palestine. Something was going on that was extra and not in the, what the Jewish Bible was called the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And if you look at that verse in Matthew 15, 1, what, what the, the, the Pharisees, they were religious leaders of the day, they came to Jesus upset because his disciples didn't follow the, the religious tradition of the elders. These were laws of God that were only made up. They, they were inspired by the, by the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, but there was called the oral Torah, that, that there were these secret laws of God that God only told the elders, and they passed this tradition uh, on uh, uh, verbally. And people were, they were so sacred, according to these people, that they were forbidden to be written down. No one, no one could read them. So you would, uh, one of these things was that you had to wash your hands before you eat or else you were an outsider and you made God upset by, by not washing your hands. And only a few dudes knew what these laws were. And the end result was it made God, in some of the eyes of the people, it made God small and petty. And thankfully, Jesus knew God wasn't small and petty. 
Jesus knew that isn't God's heart. So Jesus is going to address this oral Torah and this tradition of the elders directly. In verse three, Jesus replied, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of your own tradition? So instead of doing what's clear, you're just making things harder for people. Jesus is saying, like this stuff in the beginning of the Bible is hard enough and you're not following it. You are, you are just making up extra rules so you can look better, become more popular, have people say how holy you are, you, but you have no humility. You've lost, you've lost any kind of like sense of, oh, this is right, taking care of my neighbor, taking care of my family. They were, they were doing the opposite of that. So Jesus isn't doing away with, with the, the tradition of Moses and the Torah, the Old Testament. Jesus is talking about these extra traditions that have nothing to do with God's heart. So uh, continuing on, Jesus says, Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Jesus is saying, you guys are just playing a game. You're not about following Jesus. You're about playing a game about how to get the most reputation and and the most popularity and, and the most comfort in your life. And they can always win in this system because they were making up the rules. And unfortunately, sometimes religious leaders tend to do that. It's human nature. That's why it's so important for us all to be in this text. We don't worship the Bible. We don't, uh, we, we don't hold it up like, oh, the, it, the Bible is not God, but it's our best way to get to know God. It's the best way for us to get to know who Jesus is and have a relationship with Jesus. That's why uh, I want to continue going through, as Jesus is talking about this religious tradition, he's going to reveal to us the heart of God. And in this conversation, in this heated exchange, where Jesus is telling these religious leaders where where they're missing the point. In verse 10, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. And it's, it's not in my Bible, but I, I envision Jesus dropping the mic and just walking off. And the disciples know, like, oh, Jesus, Jesus won. But they don't know what went on, as, uh, as is typically the case with the disciples. In verse 12, the disciples came to him and asked, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Well, it's Jesus. It's God in human flesh. Duh. He knows, he knows that they were offended. And then Jesus tells them this parable and they don't get it. And it, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Jesus saying, are you still so dull? <laughs> That's like my life verse. If the disciples could spend time with Jesus and they still don't get it, oh my goodness, then there is hope for you and me. So uh, just to sum up verses 14 and 15, uh, and to say it again, Jesus is not doing away with the Mosaic law. He's trying to reveal the heart of what is important to our Heavenly Father. And stick with me. We're, we're getting to, to how to not let the emotions that we have, our negative emotions, be the boss of us. And this is step one. 
what Jesus is going to reveal to us is that God is not most concerned with how our behavior affects him. He is concerned with it. But that's not the biggest priority for God, is is looking at our behavior and him getting offended, like, I'm not happy with them unless they do this and this and this. God is much more stable than that. And just as a word of, of warning, I guess, any tradition that tells you that God's happiness is dependent on you, that's a big warning flag. If someone says, you need to do this to keep God happy, I'm telling you now, just run away. This stuff in, in the text, the whole thing from Genesis to Revelation, this was given to us with our best interest in mind. God doesn't want something from us. God wants something for us. And I'll tell you why I'm going to say that. Jesus says in verse 17, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? Well, first of all, Jesus has a sense of humor. Because I would think every every one of his disciples would go, Well, yeah, Jesus, um, that happens a few times a day if, if I'm eating well. Like Jesus is using sarcasm here. And he says, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these things defile them. What comes out of our mouths can put us at odds with people, and that's what puts us at odds with God. God is concerned with how we treat others. God is concerned with how you treat yourself. Maybe your negative words aren't aren't lashing out at the people in your life, the people you work with. Maybe your negative things that are coming out of your heart are pointed right in. That's what puts you at odds with God. God's heart in all of scripture is that God loves people. Don't hurt them. As a dad of three kids, I can tell you, nothing pushes my buttons more than when people mistreat my own kids. Nothing pushes my button more than when my own kids mistreat each other. Whoo, you want to see weird Mike come out? <laughs> That's what does it. Oh, you're my kids. I love you more than anything. Don't mistreat each other. And as I think back through just the past 10 years or so, and thinking of, of things that I've seen people say to each other on social media way before COVID or, or anything that happened in 2020, uh, seeing people in, in just my daily life, the way we treat each other has to break God's heart. We don't mistreat God's kids. And God feels the same way about you. He is protective of you if you're being mistreated. This is a huge theme in Scripture. Again, Jesus says, But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these things defile them. It's out of the mouth. Mike, sometimes I say things I don't mean. Mike, sometimes I say things I didn't mean to say. That's what we're talking about here. Those things that can become our boss, they don't have to be our boss. That's the good news. When we surrender our life to Jesus, we can start doing some of this work. Uh, And it's important that we do because in verse 19, Jesus says, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. 
And uh, actually, the gospel writer Mark, is uh, he gives an account of the same story, and he adds a few things of this list. Adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. We don't use the word folly very much in English. Well, I don't. Maybe you do. You probably have a much better uh, vocabulary than me. But folly means bad judgment. All those toxic problem behaviors they come from here. What do we let in our hearts? What do we let in our minds? What do we cultivate? What kind of habits do we have in our heart life and our thought life? We have to watch those because eventually those things spill out of our, out of our hearts, through our mouths and through our actions, and they spill out onto the people around us. And it's important because Jesus says in verse 20, these are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. So for the next couple weeks, I dare you to monitor some of this stuff. I dare you to notice some of these negative emotions that Jesus listed. And when you, when you notice those things, whether it's insecurity, jealousy, anger, fear, you, when you notice those things, simply say, you're not the boss of me. You're not Tony Danza, if you have a sense of humor. You're, you're, I'm feeling, name it. I'm feeling insecure right now. I feel these emotions from time to time. These are not uncommon things in the human existence. Or maybe you feel the results of maybe your, your childhood, your dad's anger, or your mom's fear, and that's, that's spilled out onto you, and now it's in your heart. When you feel that, step one is just saying, oh, I feel this way, and... and you're not the boss of me, and here's why it's important to you. And I've said it before, the people closest to you are experiencing the overflow of your heart right now, and that matters to God. God wants to use you to bring blessing into their life and healing, and God doesn't want you walking around with the weight of the things that have spilled out on your heart onto other people. That's a weight when that happens, and God doesn't want you walking around like that, filled with guilt and shame. So let's get better at monitoring our hearts. Let's get better at monitoring what's in our hearts than our behavior. Because a lot of us who've been following Jesus for a while, we can get good at the church game. And we know the wrong taboo things to do. Now, when I was an, 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 a teenager, my pastor used to say, you don't smoke, you don't chew, you don't run around with girls who do. I knew that. I was good at that. But my heart... That, those list of things that Jesus listed, those things were all in my heart, even though my outward behavior looked pretty good, looked pretty good. As we get older, we get good at filtering some of those things out. We get, we, but the, it's, it's supposed to be a, uh, not a filter that keeps everything in. We're supposed to let those things out and submit those things to Jesus. Jealousy, envy, anger, murder, uh, sexual immorality, those things that we cultivate in our heart, those aren't supposed to stay there. And if you've said yes to Jesus, maybe you've never thought about it this way, but you already have a boss. You trying to be the boss is irrelevant if you've said yes to Jesus. That's what it means to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yes, he saved you, but now he's your Lord. And he says to you, when, when your heart is full of all of these toxic things and, and it's spilling out onto other people, he says, come to me, 
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. When you're tired of those inferior bosses that keep messing up your life, whatever it is, if it's anger, jealousy, envy, those things are really junky bosses. They're bad bosses. If, if one of those things is your boss right now, hear Jesus calling to you, come to me and I'll give you rest. I'm a much better boss than those things. I'll take those negative things from you and instead give you something better. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the things I want to be my boss. Those are the things that I want coming out of my life. When you surrender these things and start following Jesus and doing the work of noticing the negative things that are the boss of you and you surrender those things, this becomes true of you. This is a quote from Jesus. My peace I give to you. doesn't matter what we surrender to God. There's nothing we could surrender to Jesus that would be better than what he gives us back in return. Peace. So following Jesus, Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. When we walk and follow Jesus, it's not about being perfect outwardly. It's this journey that's an inside out journey. And as Jesus reveals things to you that, that don't belong inside of you, he has a really good way of putting his hand on something and saying, ooh, this thing, this is bad for you and it's bad for the people in your life. Let's, let's work on this. Let's work on this. As you go on this journey, surrendering moment by moment, monitoring moment by moment, not just your behaviors, but what's in your heart, eventually your need for supervision will come to an end because Jesus is your boss. So I wanna invite you in this moment just to have a moment of self-reflection. As we start out this journey, I wanna invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes and take a, take a couple deep breaths and pray along with the Psalms. God, if there's any offending way within us, we may look good on the outside right now, but God, will you please search our hearts if there's something we've been hanging on to, unforgiveness, hurt, God, will you please give us the courage to hold that thing up and say, you're not the boss of me and lay it at your feet right now and surrender that to you and help us to take the first step towards really making you the Lord of our lives. Would you please, please fill our minds in this moment with everything that's good and pure and true and right. And right now, we turn our hearts towards you once again and ask that you would give us the courage to follow you and take up your yoke and your burden. In the mighty and strong and powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, don't miss next week because we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to continue this journey. But until then, Make sure that um, you, you just keep us in the loop with what's going on in your life. You can always find us at sgbic.com. And until we're together again, may the Lord bless you 
and keep you and be the Lord over your life. As you surrender everything that's in your heart to the Lord, may you sense God smiling upon you and may the Lord give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.